SheQuest Podcast is the home of heart-opening dialogues, stories, and experiences for self-identified women on SheQuest. Season 5 is now bilingual as I welcome co-host Nadia Bonafa. Hey, Nadia! <laughs> hey, Estelle. Delighted to be part of SheQuest Podcast Forward Movement to Live Aware, Bold, and Whole. Let's do this! Woohoo! Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest Podcast with guests. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. And today on the show, we have such a sweet treat of a human being with us. Joanna Thurlow is the co-founder of Moto Yoga Studios in Halifax, Bedford, and St. John's, Newfoundland. She started baking sourdough bread in 2017, and after many failed attempts, she realized that what her bread making was missing was yoga <laughs> by applying <laughs> the mindfulness techniques she regularly taught and practiced to her baking. She not only improved her loaves, but she saw the natural harmony between the ancient practices of both yoga and sourdough and the concept of bread and her yoga retreats were born. She owned her skill as the 2019 Bread Apprentice at the Old Apothecary Bakery and continues to nerd out on dough on the regular. Jo lives in Shibuktuk, Halifax with her husband and two sweet kiddos. And on a personal note, I want to mention just how embedded I am in Joe for giving me my first ever yoga teaching gig and believing <laughs> in me when I didn't know my left from my right. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I know my left from my right, but if I can think of like a pillar in my yoga teaching journey, she's really been a huge stepping stone for me. Joe, you're on the show. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Oh my saying all those nice things. <laughs> oh, I love it. And just a side note, we've had so many like technical difficulties and I was like, I'm not giving up. This is not happening. I'm just making this happen. <laughs> um, and usually, you know what, like now that I think about it, like sometimes those conversations is like the ones that most need out. <laughs> it gave me like a chance to kind of warm up and like forget about forget about like the nerves of doing this you know it's just like oh technical difficulties story of my life you know yeah <laughs> story of the past <laughs> year at least anyways here we are and joe i always uh the first question i always ask my guest is what makes you feel alive today Ooh, <laughs> like after the last year i kind of feel like we've just been in this like holding pattern you know of like waiting and trying to foolishly make plans and, <laughs> and continuously pivot and, you know, do all of these things as is our human nature, but it's really just been waiting. And, and now I feel like things are actually kind of starting. So this feeling of like new beginnings and new opportunities is that's really firing me up right now. I love that. It goes with the season as well. I love that you said foolishly waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, like we keep trying to like plan things and like control the situation. And I think if there's anything that like a global pandemic really drives home is that we have no control over any of this, right? 
No. And I love, you know what? I love this concept of waiting. Seriously. Like I feel there's lots of waiting that happens, like active waiting in the yoga practice. And maybe I know nothing about bread, by the way. So you'll have to educate me on that. You'll have to educate oh, me. Oh, bread is that. all waiting. Really? <laughs> uh, is just, and- oh my God. Yeah, 99% waiting. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe that's the title of your show, foolishly waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us just like about yourself and maybe just more in the context of, you know, yoga and bread, obviously, but who you are like professionally, personally, and like where you grew up and where, like how you got where you got today. And here at She Quest, we call this kind of my she story. Okay. Yeah. So I'm from Newfoundland from Corner Brook on the West Coast. I mean, I always, I think Newfoundlanders always call Newfoundland home, even though sadly I've lived away from Newfoundland longer than I live there at this point. Um, So yeah, I mean, between graduating high school and and going to university and then doing a bit of traveling, I started practicing yoga at what was then Moksha, now Moto Yoga in London, Ontario, while I was doing my master's. You know, I kind of took it for granted that I was going to go into academia and continue on to do my PhD, but um, I went and did a yoga class <laughs> and I got hooked. And, and so my life kind of went in that direction. And having done my undergrad at Dow, I always felt like from day one that Halifax would really, really respond well to a hot yoga studio. So as soon as I finished my master's, pretty much I started working on that goal. And we opened um, on Dresden Row in 2008. Uh, so it's been almost 13 years and been doing the yoga thing. And then in 2017, I mean, I've always been interested in food and less so in baking. Certainly now I'm really into baking, but, uh, 2017, a friend of mine gifted me a loaf of her sourdough and it was so good. And I was like, Oh, it's delicious. Can you give me the recipe? Like not understanding any of the complexity of sourdough. And she was like, okay. So she like wrote out her technique and, um, gave me some of her starter like I tried it and it was so bad like it was the <laughs> worst bread that you can imagine and I honestly feel like if I had tried it and it turned out well it would have been like oh cool that's just like another thing I can do from time to time but because it was so bad and I think it's my personality to be kind of stubborn if I'm if I'm not good at something I, I want to be good at it so I I kept at it let's just backtrack at the fact that you've owned a business as for 13 years, like, like, <laughs> and not just in Halifax, by the way, like, you know, in Bedford and St. John's and, and through this past year, like 13 years, that's, do you pat yourself on the back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. It's like, I feel like I started it when I was a kid, like I was 28. And now I'm, you know, I'll be 41 soon. So that's like, you know, you, you, like grow a lot in that time right so it it just feels like something that I've always done and also like yeah I don't know it's just such a part of my life at this point yeah and I'm just kind of going off tangent but I'm having it's funny as we talk I'm having these kind of visions like knowing you from way like since maybe 2010 you know I've known you and I remember Joe you would say something you would say in the staff meeting you that always marked me you would you would say like this can go away anytime. Like this can go away anytime. And I was like, what is she f- talking about? 
what was I talking about? I don't know. So arrogant. I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. Like she has it so good. Like this will never, like people will love yoga, whatever. But like now, like it's so, you know, it makes so much sense. Because <laughs> it can, you know, like think about like the status of like yoga, te- like yoga studios now compared to like even just five years ago. Oh, it's a totally different industry. Like it's, it's totally changed, especially from when we started, but it's just a testament to the community and, and, you know, to people like you and, you know, the teachers and the students who've just supported us for so long. It's, it's pretty wild. I get really, uh, like I get overwhelmed when I think about it. Mm -hmm. I just feel very grateful. So good. And then I love that moment, like, um, having done so many of these interviews you know, women like you coming on the show and speaking of like their calling. And I love hearing that one moment, like the, your friend who gave you that loaf, you know, and it was like <laughs> the little spark. You know? <laughs> like, I had you know, no like, idea what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, that for me is just wild. Like it's like that one bit of connection and then like everything changed. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was, it's such an interesting, like, I mean, you think about baking bread and then sourdough just has this like really long history and it's, it's really complex. And I don't know, it just, it appealed to me on so many levels. And also like, it it felt like this thing I had to conquer, you know, like I had to get it. I wasn't used to failing so miserably so many times (laughs) at something especially in the kitchen like I'm I'm, you know I love to cook I'm a decent cook so it felt really foreign so (laughs) you um do you feel that it almost I almost see it as like merging to your academia and like that part of you that's like really following instructions and all that something I've never really been good at but I bet there's something very fulfilling about that you know Yeah. I mean, there are, I mean, there are so, I have so many books about bread. I have read so much stuff about bread, all the technical stuff. Like I've never taken a chemistry course in my life, but you know, I, I mean, I have a rudimentary understanding of the, of the chemistry of bread making, but yeah, I I think, you know, that is kind of my, um, my personality is to dive deep on something and really learn about it. it. It was the same way, you know, honestly, when I first started doing yoga, like, my husband was my boyfriend at the time would like look at me and be like what are you thinking about he could see that I was like off in my own world and I'd be like oh prayer twist you know like (laughs) I'd be thinking about like you know like how to move your hips and like where to lift the spine and like that's it's the same thing for me with bread making like it just I can think about it and read about it and learn about it all day Oh, I can say so much to that. <laughs> Hashtag yoga geeks. You know, yeah, <laughs> totally. How did you get to merge kind of like yoga and like bread making? Like, I don't know if I was like, I'm kind of new, like, I don't, I'm not a baker at all. Um, like, how do you see, cause like, I kind of see like, I merge art and yoga and a lot of people could say like, uh, well, uh, those don't really like, there's not really any parallel, but like, I see, oh my God, like so much like art is yoga, yoga is art, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you like just elaborate on that more, like how yoga and bread kind of mesh together? as I mentioned, I, I made a lot of bad bread <laughs> and I think, or, you know, what I kind of realized that was like, I was following the instructions so 
so carefully, like in terms of time and temperature and like, I, I made, ex- I made Excel spreadsheets about bread <laughs> and like took detailed notes and like, I kept failing and I, I didn't know what was going on. It was so frustrating. Cause I really was like, you know, doing all of the things correctly. Um, and then one day I was like, I was dealing with a super sticky dough, which, you know, in hindsight, I realized it's because this is, you know, this formula, this recipe was written by a guy in California who, you know, probably doesn't have a hundred percent relative humidity where he's from. And it's probably a lot warmer and all of these things. So I was dealing with a super sticky dough. I was following the instructions too closely and I wasn't paying attention to what was in front of me. So the sticky dough was frustrating me. And I like, I like did what I do when I'm dealing with frustration, which is I pause, I put my hands on the counter. I stood up straight. I softened my jaw and my belly. I took some deep breaths. And then I was like, Oh, wait a second. Like, what does this dough need right now? Like forget what the instructions say, what is in front of me? What does it need? How do I respond? Which is, you know, exactly what you do in a yoga practice. Like if you're in a pose and you've done the pose many times and you have an expectation of how you're supposed to do it or how it's supposed to feel. And it's, and it's not doing that for you, you adjust, right? You adjust in the moment. So it occurred to me in that moment, like you said, in my bio, like what was missing from my bread making was, was yoga, was this awareness um, of what was actually happening in the present moment. So from there, that's when I started to kind of merge the two and like, you know, dealing with the dough, like really feeling it, how it feels in my hands, giving it a lot more sensory attention, like really looking at it, observing it, smelling it, tasting it, observing physical sensations. Like if I'm kneading bread for a long time, like instead of being like, oh, my arms are so tired because, you know, bread making can be hard work. Instead of looking at it that way, just being like, oh, it's just sensation on my arms and then breathing through that. So it's, it's actually like, you know, you said people don't, um, like people can't see how art and yoga are so tied. To me, it's the same with, with sourdough baking. It's like the two things are interchangeable to me. I love that so much as like a conversation with your bread. Totally. And, you know, and, and that's the thing, like if you take a yoga book, I remember having the same experience when I first started doing yoga. Um, I bought Iyengar's book late on yoga, which is an incredible book, but he's so prescriptive about like, you know, step your feet 36 and a half inches apart and, you know, angle your right foot at a 49 degree angle. Like it's very, very exact. And, you know, Iyengar was like a, a small barrel chested Indian man and I'm a six foot tall, um, you know, Canadian woman. So my body is going to be different than his. And so in trying to follow his instructions, I was like, why this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. So it's, it's kind of like taking, taking the instructions and then making them your own. I mean, you consider brand making an art then. You know, that's another thing. That's another similarity that it has with yoga for me. And something that I really, really love about both practices is that they really straddle that line between art and science. You know, like, like I said, bread is chemistry, like that's, it's pure chemistry, but there really is something artful about it. And yoga, I mean, so much of the wisdom and knowledge that the yogis knew thousands of years ago has been backed up by science, you know, but it's still an expression and an art when you practice. So yeah, it's, it's both. And I love that. 
when uh, we come to your retreat, like, tell us a bit what goes on, what goes on in your retreat. (laughs) (laughs) What happens at the bread retreat stays at the bread retreat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we, uh, I've been hosting them at Windhorse Farms, which is just the perfect location. Um, And we... We do some yoga. We have a couple of yoga. Well, we have one yoga class a day. We start the sourdough process. Everybody gets their own starter. And we, I, you know, kind of talk through the whole process, but every step along the way in terms of, um, you know, anytime you're dealing with the dough or whatever, we take a moment, we smell it, we observe it. Um, we need, we do a silent kneading, which is really interesting where, you know, people just breathe. And we also go into some, um, techniques, you know, mindfulness technique techniques. We do some pranayama, some breathing exercises. Uh, we do some meditation just to kind of really tie the two, the two things together. I love that question that I wrote it down. Actually, it gave me shivered when you said like, what do I need right now? (laughs) Mm. You said it to the bread, but you could have as well, like, and just describing what you described, like, you know, smelling the bread and like touching the bread. And I mean, that's just awareness, you know, just like (laughs) developing like more attention and almost like being generous to your bread and like what you're making. Like, can you, does that make sense? Like when I speak like that? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) From one yoga teacher to another. Yes. (laughs) Um, Totally. And, and I think, you know, what does it need right now is just I listened to a, a talk um, with Ted Grand, one of the founders of Moto Yoga the other day. And, and he was saying that he defines mindfulness as dealing with what's in front of you. And I just love that. And, you know, I try to bring that to so many aspects of my life. Um, and so, it, you know, it just kind of, it just ties in really beautifully with, with bread baking. Yeah. And I love something I can so relate with is this aspect of like, I love that you open, you're like, I messed up so many times. Like I, <laughs> I'm terrible. Like, I love that about you. Like something I'm, I'm so, I'm always like, you know, to get good at something, at anything, it's like, you need to mess up a lot. Like, you know, a hundred percent. We ate so much bad bread. My poor husband, he was such a sport about it. But like, <laughs> it got to the point where he wasn't excited when he saw me baking. He was like, oh, more bread. <laughs> Tell me for, for somebody who doesn't bake, do you need a bread maker or you can just have an oven? Yeah, no, no, you don't need a bread maker. Okay. I mean, bread makers are, I, I think, you know, another thing about, you know, another parallel between yoga and bread, bread making is to me accessibility and bread making, I think can be really inaccessible and in that, you know, there's these people, there's these like, you know, purists that are like, you have to make your own starter and you must do it by hand. And, you know, like, I'm like, whatever gets bread on the table, if it's a bread machine, if it's a mixer, if it's just your hands, you know, whatever it is, you can make bread. Truly all you need to make bread is water, flour, salt, and heat. And that's it. Oh, and and starter, like, but that's just water and flour. So. (laughs) Wow. You're like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, you're really widening my lens. I was like, oh my goodness, there's a bread community out there. Oh my gosh, there's a bread community. Yeah. <laughs> there's like, a huge there's... bread community. Wow. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Totally flabbergasted. Of course there is. 
And so where do you fall on? Like, are you a purist or are you middle? Like, where are you in the whole? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like make bread. And even in my retreats, I say like, this is the technique I'm going to teach you. This is not the right way. Like there are thousands of other techniques. Bread making is like humans have been eating bread as long as, you know, making bread as long as we've been around basically um, in some form. And there's, there's bread in pretty much every culture. Right. So the way that I teach to make bread is not the right way. It's just a way. So to me, I feel like there is no way to be a purist. Like, I mean, people try, there's definitely like gatekeepers of the sourdough community who are like, you, you know, you must do it this way. And I just I'm like, whatever, make what gives you joy and what you like to eat. And I'm seeing all these connections now. Like, but like, I feel like I, I'm just, I'm just talking to myself, but there's almost like, like an emotional connection to bread. Oh, absolutely. I mean, some of my earliest memories like are eating my grandmother's bread, you know, like that's the smell of it cooking or baking and um, getting up early with my grandfather to eat bread and drink tea, which I was way too young to be drinking tea, but there it is. And um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I mean, bread is, it's, it's a huge part of every culture and, and all of our lives. And what's the feedback, like your students after the retreat, like, what do you think it's like the biggest takeaway? I'm sure there's like so many, but one that you hear often. I mean, a lot of people um, have told me just how much, you know, they just need that moment of, of self-care and, you know, that feeling of learning something new. I think we really, humans just really flourish when we, when we learn something new and I've developed the, the technique for, you know, this particular way of baking bread to be, I mean, not foolproof. I want to touch wood when I say that, but so far, everybody has walked away with a good loaf of bread and there's something really, you know, you feel really proud of yourself when you do that. Right. And I think, you know, on that note, the most satisfying thing was like, we had, I had my first spread retreat at the end of February in 2020. Uh, and two weeks later, the world shut down for the pandemic. <laughs> so, so many of my students from that, like really dove into their, their bread baking and to this day are still producing these beautiful loaves and like tagging me in their Instagram posts and have told me like how valuable it was for them to have that thing to focus on during the pandemic. And yeah, that's really beautiful to me. That feels really worthwhile. I'm so excited to introduce Estelle Thompson, yes, that's me, online art and yoga studio, a place to engage, explore, transform, and most importantly, play to free your unique expression of soul. With the coupon Studio 20, try one month of studio features with 20% off. Again, that's Studio 20, S-T-U. D-I-O-2-0. You're welcome. Now back to our electrifying guests and conversation. Whilst we're talking about the past year, it has, um, I'm just curious, has your cooking kind of flourished or you, were you feeling like, like how is it, you know, and I feel, because I've, I've heard that how like 
it wasn't it at the beginning like everybody was like there was no more flour at the supermarket and mm-hmm. like you know butter was all gone all this stuff along with toilet paper but that had nothing to do with our conversation but <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean well I I'm you know a, how do I explain myself just you know a little bit anxious <laughs> a little bit of an anxious person so when all this talk of the pandemic started I actually went to Costco and bought like 35 kilos of flour so (laughs) I was all set um and I actually feel yeah I really feel like my cooking and my baking have really come a long way just you know having to make do with ingredients like when I eventually did you know run out of rye flour for example um I'd be like okay well I have spelt so I'm going to use spelt and I have to learn how to deal with spelt and you know just with my like with food in general, I became a lot less wasteful, um, learn how to kind of make the most of ingredients and stretch them out and make substitutions. And yeah, it's been really good that way. So cool. And what's your next retreat? There, my next retreat is November 19th to 21st at Windhorse Farms in New Germany. And just switching, like switching gear a little. I love on the show here to talk about kind of our relationship with soul. And I mean, you've talked to us about your relationship kind of with bread and with your yoga practice. Um, but <laughs> the question I have for you is yet, like, do you think like, like your practice, both yoga and bread has helped like your relationship with others, do you think? Um, I think, you know, I think when you, allow yourself to be yourself (laughs) that helps your relationship with others um and I think in pursuing um you know not just the retreat but also just allowing myself the time to learn these things you know that I did have a moment where I was like I should be working (laughs) I should be you know doing stuff for my business or spending more time with my kids or whatever you know like that weird guilt that we always get. Um, and, you know, it felt a bit selfish to kind of be pursuing, pursuing this when, you know, it's really not, I guess, important at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> but it did feel important to me. And I, and I think that when you take that time, yeah, to pursue your passion projects and, and be yourself, that does, that does help your relationships with other people. Yeah, 100%. I believe I believe that at that too. And tell us, do you have a favorite personal tool kind of for self self growth? I I mean, I think probably my most effective tool for self self growth does, you know, come from yoga and meditation and it's just in that um just in, you know, self awareness mm-hmm. and it is not always pretty, <laughs> um, you know, really looking at how you react and, and respond and behave and what your patterns are. It can be, it can be really hard. And yeah, sometimes you feel like a real asshole, <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, if you're willing, if you're willing to take that hard look, um, it, I think that's where, where growth comes. Yeah. And like, I love, there's something that always comes back from me when I talk to you. It's like, like you messed up all these lows and you try, you kept up with it. Like, just, 
you know, <laughs> like you could have been like, fuck this, like, <laughs> like not doing another red low, like ever in my life, you know, like you just kept at it. Like, I'm not sure if like partly like your stubbornness or what, but like there's, there's just something to be said about like, and I can really see that in yoga as well, like the stamina and endurance. And I mean, we, we both love hot yoga so much, but there's something like, you know, there's a point in the hot room always you're like, why am I here? Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, why did I choose this today? Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's, I think it is my personality and, and I do feel like when somebody's like, oh, I tried sourdough and it, it was terrible and I threw out my starter. I want to be like, no, keep trying. But like, I mean, it, it was really fulfilling for me. It was a really fulfilling, you know, process for me, but maybe it's not for somebody else. Maybe they don't care that much or it's just not their personality. So, I mean, I definitely would say if you're interested, keep trying it. Don't let it defeat you. <laughs> but it's a... Uh, yeah, maybe it's not for everyone. Same with hot yoga. Like I, I totally get it. I think hot yoga is really, it's really its own thing and I love it. And I would encourage people to, you know, to give it more than one try, um, to stay a bit open about it, but you know, if it's not working for you, it's not working for you. There's other ways, right? Yeah. Oh, I feel the same with art. Like I felt, no, it's a tragedy. Try it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> but at the end of the same time, I'm like, well, it's okay. Like if it's not their thing, it's not their thing. Like I'm not, a, you know, like I'm not the boss of you. Like you know, it's, it's that, and it's that's the thing. Like I think when somebody something has been so fulfilling, like you know, you're so passionate about it. Like just like you, like I have thousands of books on creativity. You know, like knowing the ins and out and the psychology of it too like really interests me and when you go into that and you're like oh but it can't be this like it's such a personal journey both in terms of practice and 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 personal development too like I I love that you brought the asshole like <laughs> <laughs> oh she's in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like to love her, like to love your inner asshole, right? I think, have you read the book On Being by Jen Pastelo? No. Oh my God, Joe. She calls it the IA, the inner asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, it's in all of us. My, my kids always say that grownups are just uh, kids in big bodies. And it's a funny thing that they always, they say regularly and it's so true. And it's actually like, as a parent, when my kids are being assholes, I'm like, oh, they're just like tired or hungry. And I'm also an asshole when I'm tired and hungry. I just have slightly better coping mechanisms, you know? So I think that, uh, yeah, that IA is, is within us all. <laughs> I think so. And like, I love, I just love, you talked about, this is something I find is missing. It's like, uh, and actually our teacher, Jess Robinson, she, I remember her talking to me about that like 10 years ago, like the feedback loop that happens when your attention is on something like, like, you know, that relationship, like almost like talking to the bread and the bread talking back, letting the bread talk back to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so like, but it's like, if you do the same with nature, you know, you do the same with a, a like for me, a painting as, as, as a life of its own, you know, and we allow, like, we're so, it's easy for us to give, give, give to that thing, but we, we never take time to like hear what it needs, you know? Mm. Like, do you feel with painting, like, do you feel like how much control do you need to have when you're painting? Like it's this, 
it's the same. Like I, I, I feel like I'm not in control sometimes. Mm. <laughs> like, and I'm not sure if the same way for, with bread, but it's like when I make like sometimes I look at paintings, I'm like, did I really make that? Like, right. <laughs> and it's like it's almost like not like I know it's me who made it, but it's like, is it really me? Or I've like totally there's like there's a part that's like relentless and like you're obsessed about all the details in it. And then there's another part that's like a complete like surrender and just letting go, like doing its good work, you know, letting it do its good work or something. So do you, do you start with a plan and then just kind of let it go or do you just yeah, like put it? Yeah, a- I usually start with a, I do have a, I do have a plan, but <laughs> a lot of times it doesn't end up the way yeah. <laughs> I want it, but you know, like, like, so um a, a lot of, almost all the times my mistakes have been breakthroughs in a way you know like they just make me like kind of go like further kind of into my practice you know and it's a, and I find that with as you were speaking about bread you know like there's the thing like just an acceptance about it like oh this one is good this one's not good oh, this one is so good, you know, and then like, <laughs> oh, shit, this one, no, and I thought I had it, you know, and and now oh, I don't have it anymore, you know, so it's a constant, like, humbling experience, like, art from is so humbling, you know. Totally, uh, I've, I mean, I think my worst, my worst bread is always the one where I'm, like, trying to control it too much, where I'm, like, oh, I need to pick up the kids at three, and this needs to be you know, this needs to be in the oven by then or whatever, when it's, it's not ready, but I've forced it, you know, like when I, when I try to exert too much of my like idea of what it needs versus actually just doing what it needs, (laughs) what it actually needs. It's so cool. Like I never see, I've never seen bread that way. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's interesting because I wonder if other bread bakers, um, I mean, I guess everybody feels this way, but I, I, you know anybody who bakes probably has the same experience but I just wonder you know because I see things from a yoga perspective you know so I just wonder how that has influenced it I'm I'm just curious I love to ask women if they have like soul rituals um like things maybe you do every day like carving time for soul uh, is there little things or you're, I mean, you don't have, like, I'm more of a creative, like ritualist, like kind of every day is different, but I'm not sure about you. I really love the ritual of preparing to bake and like cleaning my space and, and getting my, my mise en place, like preparing my ingredients and like that part of it, like kind of before the baking begins feels really ritualistic to me. And I really enjoy that part. I love that. Just like a, an actor setting the stage. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, when you set up your yoga practice, you know, you clear your space, you roll out your mat, you light your candle, you do whatever you do, and, and then you do your practice. Oh, I just, I want to do yoga right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where does like self-expression, like in building, I mean, the retreat, like I know you, you, you own Modo Yoga, but like the bread and yoga, it's kind of becoming a brand of its own. Do you think, I don't like the word brand, but you know, um, do you see like your self-expression come through with, with that, you know, as you're like educating others and. Bread and yoga is, is such a, like, it's such a personal thing for me, the journey of it and the two things together feel really personal. And uh, it, you know, there is that 
that moment of like, well, what if people think this is stupid, right? Like, because it, it feels so me that it's like maybe it, other people won't relate to it. But I think, you know, if you're building a brand and, and you are the brand, then, you know, self-expression and authenticity, like that's really key. I mean, if you, like for me with my yoga studio, it was really nice because, or it is really nice because I, I've had this opportunity to try things, but I am not the brand, you know, Moto is the yeah. brand, right? Um, so I can kind of hide behind that. And that was definitely something I really felt very nervous about with my first, my first retreat was this feeling of like, it's me. Like if, if I mess this up or it's not good or people don't enjoy it, then it's like, that is me. That has nothing to do with the company or the brand. It's me. Right. So it's, I think it's more vulnerable to do things that way, but it, it's maybe even more fulfilling too. Remember when you called me and I was like, Joe, I was like, this is so niche. This is so great. <laughs> it's so niche. Like, I was like, the, the, I don't know how, if you can say that, but the niche, nicher, the better. <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying that. And that was really, I mean, I think really good advice. Well, it's, you know, it stands out. Cause again, like I'm not a baker. So like I'm right now, I'm just so like, I had never seen it this way. So it's just like opening my world to like another kind of dimension of being a yogi and an artist, you know, it's so, it's so cool. And also like, as you speak, like just the act to have like working the dough with your hands, like just how healing that would be on a like energetic level, you know? Mm, it's really, yeah, I really love it. I have like a physical, like a visceral feeling of, of needing to, needing to handle dough. It's a really weird thing, but oh I'm God, like, I, I, need, do, I, I need dough. This, <laughs> oh my God, I have the same with painting. Like I pick up my brush and I swear, I feel this huge release. Like I'm so like, it's almost like my conduits are so clear to it now that I'm like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. That's the same you feel with dough, isn't it? It is. Absolutely. And another thing I always like, you know, when, well, not that I've done that in a while, but like traveling, like after I come back from travel, I love to cook something like soup or like roots, vegetables, or like just the act of like cutting and all that. It's always so grounding for me. Mm. Um, so I bet you like, again, the same thing. And it, it's hard, right? Like to, how do you, what's the word for it? Like not bread or how do you say it? <laughs> for what do you, what do you mean? Like kneading like it or? working the dough? Like how yeah. is there an actual word for that? Like working? Yeah. Working the dough is perfect. You can, I mean, there are different ways to work the dough. Um, when you, like with bread, you need to build gluten structure, right? You need to build, build strength in that gluten structure so it will rise. And you do that by working it. So yeah, you can knead it, you can fold it, you can stretch it, you can coil it. There's all sorts of different techniques. So cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and so I guess, well, my next question was that, is there a tool you suggest to ground yourself in your body? I think we've just, yeah. <laughs> just answered our own question. Um, Joe, the last questions are just kind of quick answer. Are, are, I feel you've already shared so much with us, but are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Do you have a favorite mantra? Yeah, good for you, not for me. <laughs> and and conversely, 
Where does that come from? You know, I first read it in Amy Poehler. Do you know Amy Poehler, the comedian, writer? Yes. Yeah, she's got this book called Yes, Please. And she talks about this, this idea of good for you, not for me. And it's such an effective tool for like, you know, if you feel yourself like getting judgmental about somebody, somebody or something, um, you know, or, or wanting to tell somebody how to do something your way or whatever, it's like a really nice step back. You can be like, no, that's good for you. It's not for me. And it's really like simple and it cuts you out of the equation. And conversely, I really like it for like, good for me, not for you. So if I'm worried about, you know, what people think of me or how people are judging me, I, I can, you know, maybe hope that they're giving me that same grace of just being like, well, that's her thing. And it's not my thing. And that's fine. Um, do you have a favorite flower? Uh, forget me nuts. Oh, I love those two. Favorite book that you've read about yoga or bread? Ooh, about yoga or bread? Yoga is probably, um, oh gosh, there's so many. I'm going to say Be Peace by Thich Nhat Hanh. Mm. And bread Oh, there's a, there's this great book. And if anybody's interested in bread, it's called bread baking for beginners by Bonnie O'Hara. And it's just like a really simple, basic book, but I, I just really love it. And, uh, yeah, she's a lovely person. She's a, she's a mom. Um, and she wrote this wonderful book and it's just so reassuring <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's my favorite for sure. Kind of a bread making one one I guess. Yes. And it takes you like from like the simplest, like yeasted loaf up to like a, a more like advanced technique of sourdough. You kind of start at the beginning and go the whole way through. It's really cool. And are you a podcast listener? Do you listen? To- oh my gosh. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us your favorite podcast then. Yoga is probably Awake in the World, Michael Stone's podcast. Mm. Our teacher, may he rest in peace. And food there I mean there is there is a a podcast that I really enjoy called the sourdough podcast um but food in general I would probably say cherry bomb it's this wonderful it's the only women-centered food podcast in the world or something that's their tagline uh yeah it's great incredible we'll have to check those out and (laughs) I don't know if I know this answer or not but what is your favorite treat (laughs) (laughs) well bread bread to me is not a treat it's a necessity um so i would say um my favorite treat is milk chocolate Mm, good one um and i just have a last question it's a bit of a loaded one but i have faith in you joanna um Like, what do you wish? I feel this podcast, like I host a lot of just women and just knowing their stories and their passions and how they like step in soul, how they ground themselves. And, and for me, all that kind of englobes like knowing your, your magic, you know? Um, and so my last question is, what do you wish more women know, knew about their magic? I think a lot of women's magic is held up in the amount of time and energy that that we as women spend in worrying about um, our weight (laughs) and how we look. And I really wish that women in general and and myself is something I work on is just, you know, accepting who you are and and nourishing yourself the way you need to, uh, whether that's physically or emotionally and moving in ways that make you feel strong and confident and joyful and 
you know, just kind of embracing our bodies instead of letting it be something that like, instead of, you know, obsessing over what we're eating or when we're eating or what we're not eating and, you know, standing in front of the mirror and, you know, examining every inch or comparing yourself to every other woman in the room. Like think about how much time and energy that takes, (laughs) you know, it can occupy so much of that, that mental and emotional space. And, you know, if you can free yourself of that, how much more creative and productive and open and loving could you be, you know? I love, I love that message so much, Joanna, because we talked about food for the whole podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's a great, and I want to share something with you that you probably will not remember, but I remember Uh, our friend, Brittany first, um, she was doing, do you remember she was doing her nutrition? I forget now, or holistic nutrition certificate. And she was Mm -hmm. going around, she had a questionnaire and she was asking us these questions. I'm not sure I um she was like doing a study or something and and the question was is there and she was asking you this and I was a witness of this <laughs> and now you're like freaking out like oh gosh what did I do oh, and, but she um she she asked you she's like she asked you uh is there a part of your body you would change or something and you said no <laughs> I, I was thinking I was like what? (laughs) You were like, no. And Brittany too, she was like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, no, I'm just, I'm happy the way I am. I like, (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, this is so badass. (laughs) Well, I was probably having a good day because I I certainly don't feel that a hundred percent of the time, but I mean, in general, and don't you feel that with yoga though? Like the things that your body has done for you and, and how good your body feels and like, I don't know. Like, I really, I really love my body. Mm. Whoa, I said it. I do. I love my body. And I love my body too. And I love that you brought the brought it and, and maybe we could have you again and talk about, <laughs> <laughs> talk about body, body self-love, but, um, but thank you so much for like educating me anyways, about bread making and all its messages and everything it can teach us along and merging it with yoga is just brilliant. Just brilliant. Well done, Joanna. Well done. Thank you very much. Next up, maybe you're writing of your own book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Where, oh, my friend, where can we find you and how can we support you? Like if some, someone listening and they want to go to your retreat in November, like where do we find all that good information? Yeah. So I do have a website. It's uh, bread and yoga retreats with an S.com. I'm also on Instagram as Joe bakes stuff. <laughs> Joe is J O. And uh, you can also find me through my studio, which is Moto Yoga Halifax. Incredible. So we'll make sure to link all that in the show notes. Thanks so much, Joe. Thank you so much. And I'd also like to just add to that for your listeners, if anybody's interested and they want to join us in November, just when they're filling out the form on the website, just to put in the notes that they heard this. And I would love to offer them a $50 discount. (gasps) That's incredible. (laughs) So they just need to mention that they've heard you on Chico's podcast. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Thanks, Joe. You're amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.